to Watkins. And uh, today I want to talk about uh, at least two types of content that exist on the Internet uh, today on DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. We're going to talk about the types of content that exist on the Internet and some of the interesting um, phenomenon that I've seen in terms of how it can affect productivity, particularly for young people. So we're going to break some of this down for you. So get comfortable, buckle up seatbelt. We're going to get started on DrBoysTV.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, as you come in, uh, please hit that thumbs up button. Also, give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me okay. Uh, give me a quick yes if I'm coming through all right, if you can hear the words that are coming out of my mouth so that I know that I'm not talking to myself. Uh, anyway, I want to say uh, hello to everybody and also shout out the city you're from. Let me know what city you're from. Uh, let's see here. I see uh, Max. Uh, I see Callie Max, Albert Cole. Good morning to you, too. Uh, and uh, and so and also everybody on Instagram. My Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. And so if you want to follow me on the gram, you can follow me at Dr. Boyce Finance. If you talk to me, I will talk back. Uh, if you clap at me, I will clap back uh, because uh, I think uh, that sometimes social media can be a lot of fun. But also uh, one of the things that I also wanted to kind of talk about is that sometimes social media can be a little bit of a distraction. I don't know if you guys know this. Give me a yes if you saw this. But there are studies that show that black people actually have a uh, higher uh, a higher commitment to social media than most other people. Did you know that that black people consume social media at a rate that is higher than other groups of people? How many of y'all knew that? That uh, not only do we consume more social media than most other people, we also consume more television. Uh, we consume more radio. Uh, one thing we don't consume more of is more books. We don't read more books. I hate saying that, but that's just, you know, that's kind of messed up, but it's it's life, right? Uh, and uh, anyway, but it's okay. You know, you can still learn without always having to read the books. Um, in fact, um, uh, my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, it's now available on Audible. And also, I have a podcast you can listen to on Spotify. You can look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown, or you can also find my other podcast called How to Make Money Without Working. If you hate work, if you're tired of work, and if you're tired of the corporate plantation, then I hope you'll check out that podcast because... Uh, my goal is to pretty much explain to you how rich people make their money. My PhD is in finance. You guys know this. Um, and I say this just because I want to make sure you understand I'm not making these things up. These, this comes from research. Uh, as a professor, you can't just regurgitate, regurgitate what's in a book. We actually have to write the books. So anyway, uh, so what's going on, Tyrone Muhammad? How you doing, brother? Tyrone, uh, brother Tyrone Muhammad from Do For Self Enterprises. That's what I'm talking about. Sounds like my brother is in the Nation of Islam and uh, Nation of Islam epitomizes Do For Self. Uh, and Nation of Islam also epitomizes is a lot of really positive values that I respect tremendously. Uh, one of the uh, guys that I love and respect the most is a guy named Nuri Muhammad. Uh, how many of y'all know about Brother Nuri? Shout out Brother Nuri because Brother Nuri Muhammad, if they had an election tomorrow and he was running for president, I would go vote for him twice. 
I, I kid you not. I would literally break federal election fraud laws by for voting two times because uh, this brother is so brilliant, so extraordinary. I would love if he were president of the United States, our world would be a better place. And um, but that's not just not just Nuri, though. It's really a culture. It's really all about a culture. Uh, in, uh, in fact, when I did the all black national convention, my bodyguard was uh, a brother out of the nation of Islam. And I didn't even know the brother, actually. Uh, but I knew when they, who, when they assigned him and I knew he was connected to some other people that I know. And I said, OK, I know I'm, I'm going to be safe. I know that I'm going to be dealing with somebody who's intelligent, strategic, et cetera. Now, where am I getting at with this? Um, uh, what I'm getting at is that you have different cultural pockets that exist in our society. Your cultural pockets. Uh, now, what does that mean, a cultural pocket? Well, cultural pockets is basically reflective of the fact that all people in our community are not alike. Uh, give me a yes if you agree and understand. All black people are not the same. Not all black people are ratchet. Not all black people are intelligent. Not all black people are healthy. Not all black people are unhealthy. Not all black people are tall. Not all black people are short. Not all black people are smart. Not all black people are dumb, right? So, so in general, you have uh, cultural pockets and you can make a conscious choice of which cultural pocket you want to be a part of. So I referenced the Nation of Islam because I think the Nation of Islam has, has been very intentional and very conscious about establishing a cultural pocket that serves them very well. It serves the black community very well. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Ain't nobody perfect, right? I'm sure there's plenty of mistakes everywhere, probably too many to count. However, they, they probably they do a for every one thing they might do wrong, they might do 10,000 things right. And, uh, and that's what I'm talking about when I explain to you guys that in a society where black people are pretty much expected to be a day late, a dollar short, uh, with, with two brain cells on their head and act a damn fool, uh, you have to be intentional about, about establishing your cultural pocket that is going to help you get to where you want to get to. Okay. Let me know if you understand what I'm saying. Give me a yes if you follow. So uh, effectively, uh, this was on my mind today because I was going through the internet and I was watching, uh, I was looking at some of the content. I like to just see what people are talking about. And uh, and I consumed some content this morning, you know, to related to things I was trying to learn, uh, some uh, motivational stuff, uh, some stuff, uh, just picking up skills. I've been picking up skills every day uh, since I was really 18 years old. Um, and uh, that's just a habit that I have. And I'm, I'm very happy about that because I think that growth is something that is really important for us as human beings. But then I would think, I thought about, how sometimes I think we're trained to be what what Dr. Claude Anderson refers to as need to grows, you know, need not need grows, need to grows, and need to grows are people that don't want to grow. Uh, let me know if you know people like this in your life, people that don't, people that want to sit still, people that don't want to move, people that don't want to elevate uh, because maybe elevation is too hard or elevation seems uh, corny to them or elevation just uh, isn't cool anymore. And, uh, and and sometimes it becomes kind of this really fascinating race to the bottom where we uh, we look at we look on TV and we say, well, what are all the other black people doing? So you see one black person who's twerking. You see another black person who's thugging, another black person who's playing ball another black person who's rapping. And that's all you pretty much see, right? That's what you think. Like, okay, if I'm black, if I'm especially like, I'm thinking particularly about black men, I've been a black man my whole life now. Uh, I'm not a finance professor who happens to be a black man. I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. Uh, and, uh, and so, so as a black man, I'm just sitting here thinking, 
there's not a lot of images that I see on TV that allow me to reflect all the different diverse options of who I can be as a human being. Uh, like, right. Like I, it's like, okay, if I want to be the man, if I want to be successful, if I want to be respected, white folks have cleared out a couple of paths for me. That's it. I can't go outside of these paths. These paths are very basic. The paths are, uh, I, I can be a, a rapper, uh, cause they'll, they'll let you rap all day. I can be a comedian. They love it when you tell jokes because people who tell jokes are clowns. Clowns are not a threat to the kingdom. The king will never, uh, will never be intimidated by the clown. The king calls the clown in when the clown, when the king needs a distraction uh, for people so they don't think about who they're voting for or don't worry about the policies, just bring in the clown, bring on the clowns, bring on the circus. I don't know if y'all know this, but this is a tried and true tactic for the last 10,000 years, where if you ever have a scenario where people start to rise up and start to talk about the money or start to talk about the politics or start to talk about uh, things that they actually want, uh, all you do is you bring on the clowns because people will, ah, hey, he funny, yo, he funny. Or, or you bring on a sporting event. Let's go to the arena and watch the gladiators kill each other or watch the football players throw footballs back and forth. And that would distract people from the core issues. Do you understand, right? This is a leadership tactic that's been used in many occasions. Uh, I remember, in fact, there was a campus, a college campus. I don't remember which one, but they were had they had a student protest and the students were um, were getting riled up about some issues. I think they were bringing up issues like, you know, campus diversity and, and you're not hiring black professors. And you know what they did? They said, oh, well, let's have a Lil Wayne concert. And so when they had a Lil Wayne concert, they brought Lil Wayne to campus and the whole protest just died. It just died. Right. So so really what is um, true in this society and most people aren't going to really get this. I understand. I understand. When, even when I say uh, this is the home for intelligent black people, there are people who automatically write themselves out of the equation. Because maybe being intelligent is hard for some people. But I personally think as a black person, it's critical for your survival. Actually, they, they lean on the idea that you're not thinking. They lean on the fact that you uh, will depend on your subconscious programming to make your next move, as opposed to consciously and intentionally thinking specifically, OK, what do I actually want my next move to be? Where's my next move going to put me? How am I going to get there? And so so really, in general, I think that um, that that ultimately there there's just so much out here that's designed to control our minds. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who is fighting against that, because I think it's really, really hard to fight against. All right. So anyway, let me. Um, uh, ask you really quick. Could you please do me a really quick favor and please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, uh, share, subscribe. You're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Also, this podcast is on Spotify. If you look me up on Spotify or Apple, we have about 1.3 million downloads, which is really good for us. I, I think if we get 1.3 million, that's like getting 20 million, you know, for, for if you're mainstream or something, right? Because, uh, because literally this is not for everybody. This is a niche on top of a niche on top of a niche. Not only am I 100% black all the time, but I don't even appeal to most black people. Like 70% of black people look at me probably and just don't want to hear what I have to say. But there's that 30% that love what we do, and I appreciate you. That you're you're who I'm here for. I'm not here for everybody, uh, you know. And, and so because I, I can't dumb myself down just to fit into a stupid culture. I think that our culture is is unfortunately we have a lot of problems. And and if you don't agree, then look around. Look at all the death. Look at all the chaos. Look at all the ignorance. Look at all the broken families. Look at all the destruction. Look at all the economic devastation. You're you're going to have to be intentional to climb out of that. If you just lean on what you were trained to do, you're going to stay right in the middle of that, right? So it's very, very important. And this is me just saying this to you on a on a Tuesday morning, just because it's a Tuesday morning, that uh, I really want to encourage you, if you're thinking different, if you're doing different, do different, be different. In fact, let me tell you a story about my mama. I'm talking about Robin Watkins for a minute. My mama, I love her. Shout out to you, mama, if you hear this. I'm going to send you this link so you can hear me tell this story about you. My mother, was 16 years old when she got pregnant with me. 
and just like every other black boy in America, my mother was uh, the target of every liberal uh, on earth who would pretty much tell you that if you're poor and if you're black, if you're especially if there's not a man around to help you raise the baby, you should, you know, just not make sure that baby doesn't exist, if you know what I mean. And uh, now, B, I'm going to tell you, maybe I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I happen to believe that war is declared on the black male from the t from before he's born. Um, I think that the goal is to make sure black boys don't exist. In fact, there was a there's a, an inf infamous YouTuber um, that was online literally saying a black YouTuber, actually, who was saying I'm not even going to say her name. Uh, but she was literally saying that they, we should abort black boys. She literally said that because she has so many issues with men. And I think it started with her father. Anyway. Um, so my mother, uh, for whatever reason, decided not to terminate me and she gave birth to me. Now, here's the thing. Uh, we were not we did not have much money. Uh, everybody who thinks I have lived my whole life with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, all I can say is, you know, F you <laughs> because I did not. I was not born that way. Um, I, I went out and, and earned a silver spoon, but I was not born with a silver spoon. And, and I think that those who accuse every successful person of being out of touch or you don't understand what it's like to struggle, I encourage you to sit back and, and think about those words. A lot of black people, including some of the people in this chat right now that are doing well, did not start off doing well. The people who are doing well in many cases are people who started off in a worse situation than you are. The people who are doing well in many cases are people who said, I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of being in last place. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of getting my ass kicked. Uh, so I'm going to do what's required. I'm going to become intentional about what I do. I'm not just going to do what the white man tells me to do. I'm going to do what I tell me to do. I'm not going to do what that dumb Negro down the streets telling me to do. I'm going to do what I told me to do. I'm not going to do what Sally Mae and Becky Sue and, and Billy Bob are doing. I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to get with, to, to break these curses and get to that next level. And so, so anybody who's out here, like just sort of assuming that because someone's doing well, that you don't understand, you don't understand what it's like to be poor. No, I understand it better than you do. That's why I got out of that shit. Okay. So, so, so anyway, my mother was poor and uh, it was just me and her. And then my father, I had a stepfather who stepped in and, and raised me from the time I was three. Shout out to all the fathers and the men and then women who are raising children that are not their own. You are truly blessings from God. You are truly angels from heaven. And I commend you and I love you so much. My father inspired me to to be very happy to raise the children that are in my house. They're not my biological kids, but I take it very, very seriously. And any of the men that um, speak ill about that, uh, bless you. I hope that one day you... Um, uh, grow out of whatever ignorance has been dropped upon you that makes you think that these children are not worthy of love. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know how to help you. Um, but anyway, uh, so my mother uh, was raising me along with my stepdad. Uh, I had a lot of friends growing up. I had a lot of, there was a lot of little boys I used to play with. And uh, these women had kids at the same time as my mother like something weird where women you ever notice that where women will have babies all at the same time so we would grow up playing together you understand and here's the thing the whole time my parents just raised me and my sister different they would discipline us different when they saw other people's kids getting into stuff they would pull us away from that you know when they saw uh that when we got like eighth grade ninth grade you know, and they saw a couple of our cousins kind of going in different directions that eventually led them into drugs and stuff like that. 
our parents pulled us away. And I didn't realize this until 20 years later when they would explain the logic behind their decision making. I said, OK, now I understand why we didn't see them anymore after the eighth grade. <laughs> and my father's like, no, because I wasn't taking your ass over there no more. Right. And uh, and here's the thing. I want you to pay attention now. This is what intentionality in terms of picking your cultural pocket looks like there. Uh, uh, effectively, my parents told me that they used to get made fun of a lot. They uh, that people would say, oh, you're too hard on him. My mother was, you know, they would say it to my mother or they would say to my father, OK, you, you know, you too strict, blah, 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 blah. And uh, and they had to withstand that. You understand? Because they chose with intentionality to be different and to make sure that their children were good. The people that followed the crowd tried to ostracize them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like when you try to do something different. Average ass people are not going to understand that mediocre motherfucker next to you. I'm not going to cuss no more. I promise. But that mediocre average person next to you, who's following the crowd, who doesn't know who they are, they're not going to get it. They're completely going to be discount. They're going to look at you like you're weird. Like you have three, three heads growing out of your neck. They, they literally are going to not just not understand, but sometimes people will deliberately sabotage, not support or criticize things that they just, have no connection to and so so this is why people who are able to be successful in a community where success is rare tend to have to be really resilient like you really have to be clear about who you are and and, and i'm talking i'm talking about crystal clear and the reason that that it's hard is not just because you have to know know the unknowable you have to know that what you're doing is the right thing even though you really don't know you could fail, right? You could, what you could be, what you're doing could be wrong. Like my mother, she was raising us completely different from how she was raised or anybody else that she knew. So she could have been wrong, right? So that's the other thing too. You could, you could actually be doing it wrong, but you, so you, you're expected to know the unknowable. You also have to know clearly who you are and you have to withstand criticism. It is really, really hard to do. And so if you want to know why most people don't really succeed at a high level, it's because most people don't have the courage to break away from the crowd. 70% of all people will follow the crowd, even if the crowd is wrong. That is proven through psychology. Psychological research proves that this is true. So, so, so effectively, when I honor my parents, I honor them for the fact that they were able to break away from the crowd, not because they had any form of necessarily, necessarily any form of extraordinary wisdom. They did have some of that, but there are a lot of people who had the same wisdom that did not have the courage to pursue that wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's one thing for you to know that stepping away from your friends is the right thing to do. It's another thing for you to have the courage to do it, especially when you have people that are clowning you the entire way. It takes work. It takes resilience. This is a spiritual quest. This is not even just about having the information. A lot of people have the information. There are, there are tons of kids that go to school every day and know exactly what they need to do to make good grades, but they don't do it because they get made fun of. Uh, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they're studying too hard, people think you're acting white or they get clowned or, or bullied or made fun of or whatever. So, so they don't have the courage and the fortitude all the time to really, truly do what they know they need to be doing. Right. Uh, just like right now on the Internet, there's a lot of um, grown ass cyberbullying that happens where I, I see uh, I become very concerned when I hear large groups of men get together and say, you know, if you are a stepfather, you're a simp. So that makes men who could be great stepfathers or whatever they want to be sort of say, well, I, I don't want to be no simp because I want to get approval 
from these other people. And what I'm saying to you is that the more you seek that external approval and that external validation, the more you're going to limit your ability to truly be who you need to be. You know, I, I, I tell you what, Michael Jordan, actually, one thing I admire about this guy a lot is that one of the reasons he was able to be so successful at such a high level, I believe, is because he did not give a damn what the other people were doing. He did not care what other people thought of him. He did not care if you thought he was a bully. He didn't care if you thought that he was a he was a he was a, he was a nerd. He didn't care. He just said, "I want to be an NBA champion." That's it. And if you don't, if you're not on board, then we're going to have a conflict, and you're going to get mad, and you're going to go tell everybody that I'm mean. But I don't care. And when they asked him about that, when they said, "Well, Michael, what do you think about the fact that everybody thinks that you're mean and you're you're this and you're a bully and all that?" You know what he said? Remember him? Did anybody remember what he said on that documentary? He said. He said, people who talk like that have never fucking won anything before. I said, damn, that, that was, that, I love that quote. I, I, I remember that I, because if anybody understands winning, it's got, it's Michael Jordan. I, I'm not talking about his politics. I'm not talking about his personality. I'm not talking about none of that. All, but no matter what you think of this man, you can't say he's not a winner. And you can't say that he's not incredibly unique. Like he literally did something nobody else could do. Right. And, and, and I said, OK, I get it now. And this is what I this is part of what I'm, I'm sharing with you all today, because I'm this is on my mind. People who tend to win just really have that courage to just say, I don't give a damn what he's doing. I don't care what she's doing. I don't care what you got to say about it. It don't matter. I have a plan. I have a process. I have a system. I have an agenda. And this is what's going to happen, whether you like it or not. And, 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 and you have to be you have to have a certain amount of self-esteem to be able to do that. And I don't think a lot of people have self-esteem. I think low self-esteem is very rampant in our community. Uh, they they um, they talk about how black people will spend money they don't even have to impress people they don't even know buying stuff that they don't even need just so they can look fly you and, and it's not even just the kids tell me if you know what i'm talking about you go on instagram you'll see 50 year olds seeking acceptance through likes and 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 comments and and shares and 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 whatever internet, internet compliments right you see people seeking that false validation and what it does is it deteriorates your soul because sometimes you're seeking that validation by being somebody you know you don't need to be you're, you're doing things that everybody else is doing. You're doing you're 40, you're 50, 58 years old and you're doing some goofy TikTok challenge that 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 teenagers do uh, where you you're twerking at the age of 42 and you're doing all this just so you can fit in. Right. And, and I think that 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 pressure to fit in, I encourage you to really question that because I don't think that's a winning strategy. So anyway, um. Do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're watching drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, is at drboycebooks.com. It's an Amazon bestseller. It's also on Audible now, so feel free to go to Audible. Actually, I have a few books on Audible. My book, Financial Lovemaking, is there too as well. And also, we have financial flashcards for kids, by the way. We have actually have some credit and real estate flashcards where we teach your kids the foundations of credit and real estate, stuff like that. So uh, as the holiday come up and your kids get a break i encourage you to give them the gift of financial literacy so feel free to go to financialflashcards.com that's financialflashcards.com you can actually get a discount so feel free to go uh, to financialflashcards.com all right so uh so here's one thing i want to say about the internet um i was scrolling through the web and i was looking and i saw 
I just I was just looking at this stuff that I saw and I and I and I saw some behavior that I'm still trying to process and understand. Um, a lot of um, what I see on the Internet is very, very toxic. And I think a lot of it is because uh, drama gets a lot of attention and attention is a commodity. So effectively, you have uh, a lot of grown men as old as 55 years old gossiping back and forth about each other. And really, you know, like I and I was thinking particularly about one that has to do with some um, brothers that are all NFL players that are all uh, beefing over podcasts now. I guess that's it. Like now they're not playing football. So they got these podcasts. And I'm not going to go into any specific names. One of them, one one name I can mention, just because I I did happen to meet the guy named Brandon Marshall. He played in the NFL, but then there were some other guys that were Shannon Sharp was involved, stuff like that. And I just was looking through all the content they were making, where they were just kind of gossiping back and forth about each other. And uh, and part of me was interested in it because I know all these guys because I'm a football fan. But then there was another part of me that was like. What's the benefit here? Like, what's what's really happening here? What is this high vibrational content, or is this low vibrational, or is this just it's just just natural? Is this just what's gonna you know? Because I was sitting there thinking, I'm in the gym at six in the morning right now, thinking about my life. I'm listening to motivational videos. I am listening to content that's gonna give me information and knowledge and skill. I'm trying to get better every day at what I do. There ain't a goddamn thing I'm going to benefit from by hearing you gossiping about another man like you a little bitch. There's nothing on earth that I cussed again. I cussed twice. Damn, I didn't mean to do that. But really, there's nothing I benefit from by sitting here watching like grown men gossiping about each other. I just don't understand that. And and the thing is, I think it's going to just continue because it's profitable. It makes money. It'll get your video 100,000 views. And I'm sitting here thinking, who are the people that are sitting there going back and forth from video to video? Oh, what did he say about him? Oh, what did he say about him? I don't really understand. Maybe y'all can help me. I don't understand how this is going to help your life. And, and what I'm really trying to encourage you to do is to consider the, this, this strange idea that I'm going to lay out for you. This strange idea I'm going to lay out for you is that maybe you are too fucking important to sit around like a little potato sack and take in gossip going back and forth between a bunch of men that just had a disagreement. Maybe you have things that you have in your life. Maybe you have goals and you have dreams and you have objectives. And maybe those things are more important than you just sitting here and going back and forth and trying to figure out what Brandon Marshall said about Shannon Sharp and what Shannon Sharp said about uh, about this person over here. I don't even know all the names, but you know, like, like just going, I'm thinking about this particular example, not because this is the only one out there. There's a lot of them out there, but there, there's like, like this weird trend of these grown 40, you know, 30 something, 40 something, 50 something year old men gossiping back and forth, you know, competing for these, these views. And, and, and I said, I get it now. I think that on the internet, there's at least two different types of content, two types of content. That creates two types of people. There is uh, there is high vibrational beneficial content. There's content that will give you information, that will give you motivation, that will give you instruction and strategy that will allow you to elevate your life. That's what makes you a, a producer. 
that's what ends up making you into a producer in this world. And if, if, if you know economics, you know, producers are the people that tend to have the most money. They have the most power. They develop, they build things, they create things, right? But then there's another type of content that's more lower vibrational that feeds into the other side of us. All of us have this low vibrational side, by the way. I'm not excluding myself from people who get tempted by some good gossip. Just like I, I like to go into a restaurant and eat some good, greasy soul food every now and then. You know, but, but I know I shouldn't eat too much of it because it's going to make me fat and kill me. Right. Well, well, the same thing is true when it comes to content. There is that low vibrational, gossipy, chatty patty, bitter, toxic, negative back and forth, yeah, 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 right? And, and, and that, when you consume a lot of that all day, that makes you not a producer, that makes you a consumer. You understand? Do you follow what I'm saying? So what's happening is that the people who are making money by producing this garbage are leaning, they're relying on you to sit back and waste your valuable time, time that should be spent with your woman, time that can be spent with your kids, time that can be spent on your business, time that can be spent on your goals, time you can be spending at the gym, time you can be spending reading the book. All, they want you to take all that time and invest it <clears throat> sitting back consuming their videos, just taking it in. You know, they call TV programming programming for a reason. It's programming. You're zombified. And actually, any psychologist will tell you that there's a part of your brain up here called the prefrontal cortex. Look it up. The prefrontal cortex is a part of your brain that separates you from an animal. It is a part of your brain that gives you higher level reasoning skills, higher level thinking skills. Animals don't have it because, because animals can't plan for the future. Animals can only live in the moment. If an animal, if a dog sees a, a pretty, a fe, a, an attractive female dog, he's going to just sleep with her. He ain't thinking about the child support. He ain't thinking about baby mama drama. He's trying to go get some. If he sees food, he's just going to eat it. He'll eat all this. If you give him a week's worth of food, he'll eat all the food in an hour and starve for the rest of the week. Right? Right? So, so that's what dogs do. That's how animals live. Right. So the thing that separates you from an animal is the prefrontal cortex. So effectively, what happens is that this part of your brain must be developed in order for you to make plans, set goals, uh, have discipline. So effectively, what the studies show is that the consistent consumption, sitting back like a potato and consuming content, that actually takes that actually minimizes the effectiveness of the prefrontal cortex or the frontal lobe of the brain. Did y'all know that? That literally it turns it into mush. So you become literally a zombie. You become literally an animal. You're just next video. Just keep scrolling. Okay, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Right. All the social media studies are showing what this is doing to your brain. So, so what I'm saying to you is that there are people who are able to make millions of dollars by hoping that they can create millions of zombies that will sit there and not think about anything they're really trying to accomplish, but will sit there and just consume, consume, consume. And, and it's one thing if you're consuming things that are, that you're going to be able to apply. It's, it's another thing if you're consuming something that's going to help improve your life. It's another thing if you're consuming something that's really going to have a real impact on, on any part of your life, how you raise your kids, how you make your next move, uh, what books you're going to read, how you build your business, how you get that money. Right. But, but it's another thing if you're just consuming garbage, you know, like, like really, I mean, I want you to think about this, right? Like, how does it really affect my life if I know why Brandon Marshall is fighting with Shannon Crowder and why their their podcast is no longer um, successful? I like I don't give a shit. 
I, I don't, I don't, I don't know these guys. I wish them the best, but these are not, these are just two people on the internet that are beefing who apparently decided that they wanted to spill the drama into the internet. So there's like two, dim, two dimensions to this conversation. One is speaking on the idea of sitting back and, and really spending too much time consuming the low vibrational content on the internet. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to tell you personally, I try my best not to consume it. I ain't going to lie. So every now and then you'd be like, Ooh, what happened here? Right. We all get that. We all feel that every now and then, but I do my best to avoid it because I say, boys, this ain't going to help you do shit in your life. You're a boss, man. You're trying to get things done. You're making, you're, you're here to make moves, boys. You cannot sit around and just consume all day. Cause you're not going to just be a consumer. Right. And, um, in fact, I don't even watch low vibrational content about me. I, there are videos about me that I could go, I'm sure I could go find right now that have 80,000, a hundred thousand views. I have not watched those videos. Why? Well, because in my mind, I'm thinking, how is watching this video going to improve my life on any level? It, how's this video going to make me a better husband? How's this video going to make me healthier? How's this video going to help me be a better dad? How's this video going to help me run a better business? It won't. It's going to have me fighting with another Negro. We got enough of that out there. Ain't no Negro fighting another Negro ever helped the black community ever, ever, ever. So what I would even say to these guys, and I don't even know if these guys know me. Sometimes athletes or entertainers, they know me. And, I, and I'm not here to diss. I say things in a certain way and it offends people. It's whatever. I don't care. But I would just even say to them, like, what are y'all doing, man? Like, look, y'all had a disagreement. Move your ass on. Just go to the next thing. Like, don't talk. Just like, we, we're not talking about it. I, and again, maybe this is where I get a little old fashioned because I don't believe men should be doing that anyway. I just really don't. I think that the proclivity of men to engage in what is historically very bitchy behavior is incredibly weird. It's all driven by this podcast era because now suddenly everybody realizes how much money they can make from a good, juicy booty, gossipy podcast. Right. And, and I personally would encourage men to engage in enough discipline to say, OK, I, yeah, I, maybe I'm going to throw in a little bit of a little bit of a, a little bit of excitement here. But I'm going to at the end of the day, there's got to be some benefit to the people that are listening to me, other than the fact that they just get to listen to me. You know, like I, I, I'll talk, I talk to you guys all the time. And when I'm talking to you, my goal is to say. It, why would I listen to me? How how would I how would I benefit from listening to someone like me? And if I can't benefit you, then you know, what what good would it do you if I sat on here and I was like, well, let me tell you why they don't like me, y'all. He he did, he don't like me because you know because we was doing business and we had had disagreement and it didn't work out. And then when we and then he got mad and he up here talking crazy up here talking about how, how you gonna talk about me? Like I'm Doctor Boyce, you up here talking about me like 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 really like like that would not benefit you at all. And if you ever hear me talking like that, I encourage you need to just turn off. Just turn off your laptop and go do something else. Don't listen to me that day because obviously I'll, you know, I'm in another space. So, so I would just say overall, generally speaking, to summarize, there's two types of content on the internet. There's a the content that's going to make your life better and the content that's going to make somebody else's life better and, and or the content that's going to make you a producer, the content that will make you a consumer, the content that will make you a doer versus the content that will make you a non-doer. Pick the content that's going to make you a doer. If you want examples, 
Uh, if you're feeling down, there are some kick-ass motivational videos out there. Er- Eric Thomas, I think that's his name. I, I the, the the hip-hop preacher, I love that guy. I love listening to him. He'll get you fired up, ready to go, kicking ass, taking names. You got other stuff out there. Uh, there's financial content that'll show you how to get your money game up. There's content on um on, on you know, there's even summaries of books, you know, where you can get apps that'll summarize books for you. Taking that information, taking that knowledge, taking that skill, and then sit down and meditate on your strategy. Remember, your plan has to be bigger than somebody else's plan. Your plan for your life must always exceed a plan somebody else has for your life. If you are the producer, you are making plans. You are the playmaker in your own life. If you are the consumer, somebody else is the playmaker in your life. They're making plans for what's going to happen with your morning that day. And I and I just don't understand how on any level that's going to help you get closer to where you want to be. I want you to be in control. And and I, I already know, though, I'm going to be honest with you, talking like this, 80%, 70% of people aren't even going to even consider what we're talking about. Uh, but a lot of you are very special. A lot of you have talent. And I think that you're every bit as important, more important than anybody you'll ever hear on the Internet, because you are the superstar of your own life. You are the star of your own movie. You are literally the main character in a movie called Your Life. So I'm just saying, like, blow that damn thing up. <laughs> like, Get out here every day. Every day is a blessing. Approach it with uh, with ferocity. Approach it with as much courage as you can. Move inch by inch. Get better every day. Show up as the best self that you can be. And that's really, I think, how you can really live a life where when you get older, you won't have regrets. Because here's the thing. Like, they thought, I, I, there was a great quote I heard. I forgot where I heard it at, but I love it. They said that the the pain that comes from discipline is nothing compared to the pain that comes from regret. Discipline is hard. Regret is harder because discipline is temporary. Regret lasts for a lifetime. And one thing you do not want to have is a long life full of regrets where you're looking back on all the time you spent doing low vibrational shit, dealing with low vibrational people, putting yourself in low vibrational situations when you could have been elevating. So I want you to elevate. And I don't know what elevating means to you, but whatever it means, I want you to meditate and then I want you to elevate and I want you to practice doing this every day because that's what's going to get you what you want out of life. And I'm speaking as a man where I look back on the last 30 years and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't have many regrets. Most of what I wanted in my life, I went for it and I did get it. And I'm not bragging. It's just it's just the honest to God truth. And the way that happened was I had to think differently from almost all of my friends. I didn't have one single friend who understood who I was, how I think and how I was approaching things. But I understood it. I committed to it. I was okay with it. And that's what got me to the place that I am right now. Not to say that I'm on a pedestal. I don't want to be on a pedestal because I still got mountains to climb. But what I'm saying to you is that I, that if you really want to elevate, you're going to have to do that 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 work, that self-esteem work where you can hear somebody say that what you're doing is wrong, what you're doing is stupid, what you're doing is I don't like it. And you're going to have to be able to, to withstand that and keep on moving. Right. That's not not easy to do. It's not easy to do that in a world where um, hard work focus, dedication, and discipline are not exactly popular. It's not popular in America. It's certainly not popular in our community. Uh, A lot of people are going to disagree with it. So you got to find that space and those people that are going to understand it so you can get some motivation. And if so, if you want to know, for example, why I married the woman that's in the other room, it's because in certain areas, she carries that same mindset. And that allows me to not feel like every day I'm going against the wind or I'm running uphill or I'm pedaling on a bike with flat tires. Uh, I got 
got up and went to the gym at six o'clock this morning because my wife got up at five thirty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you follow what I'm saying? So so don't just so remember. So remember, we started in the beginning talking about the nation of Islam and what I love about them, about the intentionality of picking your your cultural space, right? Cultural intentionality, intentionally and consciously selecting what environment you will be in, what spaces you want to be around, right? And not just following along with the world, because if you don't have that cultural intentionality, then you're going to get sucked into the BS like everybody else. And, and I don't want to I don't want to be over there. I want to be over here. All right. So I hope that this conversation was helpful to you. I hope that there was some information I shared that made your life better. Uh, also, uh, I hope you also consider uh, going to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple. Uh, I have two podcasts on Spotify. One is called the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. The other one's called How to Make Money Without Working. Feel free to take a look at that. Also, if you'd like for me to send you, uh, I have a training called How to Make Money Without Working, as well as um, a list of AI stocks that I love and a few other things. Uh, just text the word stock to 31996, text stock to 31996, and I will send that to you for free uh, as a courtesy from the Black Business School. I hope you guys will take a look. What's up, Juiced Up Reese? I see Juiced Up Reese. She has a great Black-owned business, and uh, she's actually going to be joining us in the Black Business School. Uh, she's a great lady, great spirit, and uh, runs a great company. So anyway, uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful day, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.